0: You're listening to Secrets of Data Analytics Leaders.
1: Welcome to the Secrets of Analytical Leaders podcast. My name is Wayne Eckerson, your host for the show. Today, we're going to look at an area of data analytics that everyone knows they need to improve, but no one knows how to do it, and that's data literacy. Data literacy ensures that business people have the skills to accurately interpret data represented in charts, tables, and dashboards as well as the knowledge to use those tools to gather and analyze data on their own. Now, to guide us through the nuances of data literacy and explain how to implement it in an organization, we've invited a data literacy expert to share the secrets of his trade. Carol Makarinsky is founder of Enki, a San Francisco-based company which provides data as a second language training services. Carol is a serial entrepreneur, having previously co-founded ETG one of the largest online B2B travel companies in Europe, and Quid, a leading research and analysis tool. And prior to that, he served as a data analytics manager at Slide, which was acquired by Google. There he learned that investment in data literacy pays handsomely in improved user productivity. Well, Karel, welcome to the show.
0: Wayne, thanks for having me. Excited to talk about data. It's a topic, like you said, that everyone you Knows it's about every company wants to be data literate, but it's just not exciting or easy enough to be really prevalent enough. So
1: It's true, but data literacy is in the air these days. Everyone is talking about it. All of our consulting clients want to do it, but it's usually put down the shelf because uh, there are other priorities. But hopefully this podcast will help them uh, get a grip on what to do. So, But let's start at the top. How would you define data literacy? And secondarily, how would you recognize a data literate person?
0: Yeah. And uh, I mean, with data literacy, I think no one really would be surprised by the definition, which is, you know, on a very basic level, it's the skills that employees use and have in the context of data, right? Or in other words, the tools that they use ensure data is used in within their use cases at work, right? And recognizing a data literate person, I mean, there are a few kind of anecdotal things uh, and a few quite practical things. A few that come to mind is every argument is substantiated by data, right? I mean, you just know those people that, that are very, very confident in type A and always push their agenda forward. And uh, often the ones that think through data are the, are the typically the, the more introverted ones, right? But you want to get the best of both worlds, right? right? So you want to make sure that uh, every argument where possible is substantiated by data. And I think another way to recognize is no matter where they are in the org, right? So no matter whether they're in marketing, sales or operations, and even if they're not technical, that they're self-sufficient in 80% of the tasks and decisions that would benefit from data in their role, right? I think, I think the last thing I'd mention is that, again, no matter where they are in the company, that they can talk the same language uh, in the context of data with uh, the technical folks in the company, right? So that, that's some of the ways uh, you could recognize a data-literate data person, but obviously it depends on the, on the type of role in the company.
1: Yeah, so making decisions that are informed by data, that's a big statement, and you and I have talked earlier, and you mentioned the importance of culture, and I would have to say getting people to change their habits from making decisions based on intuition to at least informed by data, at least you know, checking your intuition and validating it with data, that's a big leap. So how important is changing culture to implementing data literacy?
0: I think of data culture as a set of systems, behaviors, and habits that work all together to ensure a company's leverage data in its business, right? And data literacy is a big part of it, right? So if if data literacy is uh, the skills that the employees have in the context of data, that's an important part of improving the data culture. It's not the only one, right? So obviously, you need need a lot of behaviors in place to ensure that they're working together. But I mean, it's a a bit like how do you uh, behave properly without knowing how to... I think the metaphor I, I, I would use is, you know, how do you communicate effectively? You can communicate in many ways, whether it's body language, uh, words, and so on. But if you can't speak the language, which is what uh, the metaphor for data literacy would be, it's quite hard to communicate more broadly.
1: Okay, so that, what is the language of data that you teach or people should, how do you teach that? Well,
0: I mean, in our case, it's a very role and company specific. And I, I think I, I mentioned the fact that you know, why is the fundamental reason why so many companies talk about data literacy, but very few know how to do it? It's just very, very, very hard. Right? And actually the reason why they're hard is less because the skills involved are difficult to learn. They're actually not that difficult to learn, certainly the foundational level skills. So if you, know, if you talk about uh, baseline SQL skills, knowing how to analyze data, knowing how to present the data, a lot of those things are not very, very difficult. What is difficult is just the the behavior change that needs to happen for someone to actually be able to learn those things in a systematic way and then apply them to their work, right? So a lot of the big reasons are, and this is what we help companies with, is first of all solving the problem that a lot of professionals just don't know what they don't know. If you're in marketing, you just don't know how SQL or basic Python or uh, proper cleaning data, prop, how it can affect your role. You just don't know. It's not something that that is... Uh, usually talked about in a sort of detailed and probably s- systematic way. And then the second thing is just a lot of people just are too busy to just jump through the hoops necessary to just go through the steps, which aren't very difficult, but they just need to be done in a quite systematic way. And as several of those hoops is learning how to ap- apply it to their role, right? So I guess the, sh- the short answer is uh, we have a whole range of basic data foundational skills that we help employees from any department get up to speed with really, really quickly and we have a wide variety of personalized modules to help them do that but the biggest benefit is just the systematic process to make make sure that uh employees no matter how technical they are or how experienced they are just go through the steps necessary to to learn and then apply to their role that's the most important thing is learning figuring out the use cases that are relevant for every single professional and thinking how data in its different forms can apply specifically to their role and that's how they would end up using it in their role uh, without it it was just
1: So it sounds like it's a combination of some basic training and some data skills like SQL and you even mentioned Python. Actually, I'm not sure how basic those really are, but uh, we'll we'll give you that for the second. But then learning how to use those skills in the context of what they're actually doing, which sounds more like a concierge service.
0: I mean, the way our platform works specifically is that we believe having a foundational level of SQL basics and learning how just where data comes from and how tables fit together and is where everyone starts, right? And so we, we have an initial module that uh, the companies we work with, the employees they choose to be part of our platform, they go through a SQL basics module. And then during that experience, our mentors that they work with and they, they communicate with, they understand what their needs are. And then every single professional has a different path, modules depending on their needs, right? So for example, for marketing, I'm they may want to understand how to better use the business intelligence tools that's in their company. They may want to then uh, understand how to present that data in a more effective way. If uh, for folks in op- operations and support, uh, they may want to have a better understanding of just how to analyze data because they probably didn't have that kind of baseline training in, in the first place. So the short answer is that we, we design a customized module path for each employee, depending on their needs and how much time they have to spend on learning and then in between they have access to mentors where they can ask questions whenever they have an issue or they're trying to apply data related to work so the,
1: so the mentors are basically a concierge type of service where people can go and get custom help
0: yeah yeah the benefit is like you you can talk to our mentors and that's just much more effective and obviously cheaper than than talking to kind of an engineer or someone senior at work
1: so but just let me make sure I understand you're saying that everyone should have a foundation in the SQL language, does that even apply to executives and managers? Or are we just talking power users, data analysts?
0: So a big kind of mistake that a lot of companies that even have uh, resources make is that they they try to solve the problem of ensuring there's, there's a strong data culture and strong data literacy at the company simply by hiring data scientists and data analysts, right? And so, I mean, that is better than just being ignorant and not thinking about data at all. But uh, the end result is if you only have strong data skills or even sort of foundational mm-hmm. data skills within your data scientists or, the, or your data analysts and they're, and they're siloed within those teams, that's um, that provides just a lot of inefficiencies and a lot of problems which which make that whole uh, setup a bit of a local maximum, right? And done a lot of work with and studied some of the faster growing companies in the world, like Stripe, like Airbnb, like Revolut, who've, who've achieved astonishing growth and valuations, evaluation kind of growth over the last five, six, seven years. And what we found is the little secret that what they realized is that having a siloed data skills like that is a kind of local maximum. The solution is to ensure that there's a level of data foundational skills right across the whole company and across all teams. So whether it's marketing, ops, support, uh, product. Uh, finance, legal, right? And the simple reason for that is that the more, if you have a siloed data skills, it just reduces the speed uh, of iteration and and how the number of iteration cycles uh, and the level of learning. Speed, it just increased speed means more efficiency. And if you have more efficiency, it's uh, it increases the leverage. Um, and then the other thing is just once you open up a new toolkit for your whole organization to execute with, You just provide a totally new way of making decisions uh, across the whole company. Uh, And that's what we seek to uh, help our our companies that we work with do.
1: Right. So you've worked in a company as a data analytics manager, and you implemented some of your core principles with great success. Do you want to tell folks... Uh, the payoff from data literacy that that you experienced personally?
0: Yes. My first job, I worked at a company called Slide, uh, which was started by the uh, founder of PayPal and a firm, Max Efchin. And it, w- it was my first job, so I-, I was a bit naive, and I didn't really understand ex- exactly why, uh, when I was there, we actually were the fastest-growing company in the world in terms of user growth. So we were Zynga's main competitor, and uh, they ended up making more revenue than us through Farmville, uh, and uh, there are other Facebook apps, but in terms of user growth, we actually had faster growth. And I didn't realize why at the time, but uh, it was simply because every single person in the company had a very strong level of uh, foundational data skills. So I was uh, just entry levels, my first job and I was basically given a sequel book back then. So this was 12 years ago, given essentially an engineer to, to work with a data engineer who would help me and, uh, I mean, simply just because I was like curious and tried to, you know, because I was ambitious at the time, but it still took me about three or four months. And God knows how many hours of my data engineer I, uh, I wasted it in talking to him. But it still took me about three to four months getting to a point where I was comfortable uh, and using. And this is something, the process that uh, we enabled in pretty much every single entry level employee, which was really, really important. But it was really, really inefficient, expensive. I was spending a lot of my uh, engineer's time. So that was a story slide. And I only realized later that because every single one of the 100 people in our company had a strong level of at least foundational data skills, uh, it was one of the biggest reasons for our success. The other thing worth mentioning is my previous company, the travel company, we were at a point where we had raised a decent amount of venture capital. So we'd raised about $40 million from some good investors like General Catalyst and Excel. We were initially building a B2C company focused on competing with Booking.com in the Russian market. And we got to a medium level of success, consumer product, we got to about hundred billion million in sales, but we're still bleeding a lot of money. We didn't really truly have product market fit. And then the one big thing that we did that was really, really important was that we decided, look, the only way we can grow efficiently is to just get better vision into the business, like how it works. And we have to do that. The only way we can do that is if, if we empower more of our employees, we had 200 at the time, more of our employees with, with data skills. And so we did it the hard way. Right, we hired folks who could run internal workshops and processes to uh, ensure that the org-wide everyone knew what was going on in their role and in their departments, and they had visibility to metrics. It was a long and arduous process, but you know it was one of the biggest reasons why why we ended up getting to a billion dollars in sales and, and profitable. And so that was by far the number one reason, and that's why I was really excited about working on the product we are now because i can see the impact it can have on companies it can be transformational it's the number one way to grow more efficiently we just want to make it much much simpler and more efficient
1: right so what uh, are the biggest challenges to getting people to a point of being literate and facile with data
0: it's just operationally very difficult and, uh, and, and expensive right and so I mean, there are examples of, there are a few companies that have figured out how to, to do this. So Airbnb, for example, set up DataU, which is an internal data university, try to fix some of those problems. But, but it, it's just operationally very difficult and expensive, right? So, I mean, if you imagine, typically companies that when they start thinking about it, perhaps a lot of them are kind of listening now, they, they typically have hundreds of employees or maybe even thousands of employees, right? If you think about the challenge of how do you make, a thousand plus employees. How do you give them data, like personalized foundation of data skills? It's just very, very difficult. And um, first of all, the right people need to be involved to, to guide each person, right? Secondly, the plenty of online content, right, that can be leveraged and referenced. But think of online content and uh, Sarah and Khan Academy as essentially like libraries, right? But you can't just go into a library and just by reading books, kind of using that resource, to learn by itself. Right. You, you need a systematic process to ensure that you're leveraging those books properly and uh, making most of them. So you need a systematic process. You need to keep track of use cases for each employee. So all those things are very, very hard, right? Again, we together software and a set of processes, which we've honed over several years to make that simple. But the main challenge is, is mostly operational. Again, it's it's very difficult. And I, I think most Execs and leaders would argue or would understand, certainly if they have someone, strong data science team that can hint as to what skills they need. The team, the problem isn't around the content and around what, who needs to learn what. It's just the operational excellence and expertise. Think about this in a structured and long-term way. So that's the biggest challenge.
1: You know, the biggest challenge is creating and presenting data to users or... Interpreting data that has been presented or being presented, <laughs> you know, basically the the two ends of the signal, which is harder, because uh, I see challenges on both ends. You see executives and managers who don't know how to read a line chart or, or can't detect the bias in the line chart or some other kind of chart. Data analysts who do wonderful analysis but but can't get out of their own underwear trying to present it. You know, they get all tangled up in the the details of, of, of the analysis, and they forget the story, because ultimately, you're trying to tell a story with data, and if you're not a storyteller by nature, and you don't know how to bring it up and speak the language of the person you're trying to convince something about using data, then there's a huge disconnect. So, which side of that conduit do you think needs the most help?
0: I mean, I tell you, I whenever I speak to companies both that we, we work with and we just intervene just to understand how the best companies work with data, that there is a loud and clear message from the companies that are growing more quickly, right? I mean, I, I talked about having strong foundational data skills on a basic level at the minimum for business folks, right? But, but that's not enough, right? On, on the other side of the coin, you, you want to get the technical folks, like you said, to be able to speak the language of the business as well. So be able to paint a story of what can be done on the technical side. And, and so the kind of constant theme I've, I've heard is anything that can help improve the collaboration and communication between those typically few people that really do understand and have, have the data skills with the business side of the organization. Like the, the more you can bridge that gap, the more effectively those teams will collaborate, execute together and work together. So I think really it's, Like the biggest problem is just even putting together the initiatives and processes in place to even start addressing that problem. Because from what I've seen, I think 99% of of companies just don't really see uh, a way out of it. They don't even start to initiate the processes or attempts to try to fix that, what is fundamentally a cultural problem.
1: Yeah, we've worked with companies that have set up internal universities, and they've leveraged training from their vendor partners to help their employees learn how to use the tools. They use courses from Coursera's and and the like to learn some of the basics, but none of them have offered any kind of you know personal peer to peer concierge or you call it mentoring service. Well, I've written some articles about the need for this step-down coaching, right? <laughs> There's got to be someone in your department that you can turn to to ask a question, to get help with data or a tool or, or whatever it is you're, you're looking at, or even just to say, hey, I need some information to answer this question my boss has. But no one has formalized that. And it sounds that's what you've done. And that's very powerful.
0: The biggest thing kind of the elephant in the room is just around engagement. How to get busy professionals that have got a lot going on, especially if a company is growing and especially if a company's hiring, right? Half the team is thinking about how to add more people, how to improve process. 95% of people, when they're in a full-time job, just don't have the time to do anything that's not like urgent. And that is the main blocker to, to learning these things and these tools that are gonna just objectively improve both your and the team perform. So the blocker isn't the fact that the people aren't smart enough or they don't know how to do things they guide you through, or they don't know how to sort of communicate or ask questions, that's not a problem. It's just the systems and the processes to ensure they just get off to the races, they just jump through the hoops necessary to get over the hump, which is often kind of tricky and you need the guidance and support for, but once you do, once you see how it can apply to your role, I mean, we work with a lot of completely non-technical you know, operations folks who before working with us thought the Python was a snake. And then once they, the, over that kind of initial hump and realized, oh, actually kind of writing query or joining a couple of tables is just, it's just not very difficult as long as it's explained in the right way. Uh, it doesn't have to be long, but it's, it needs to be explained the right way. And you need that accountability buddy and all those accountability processes that we set up just to make sure you just do it and make sure you get through the content make sure you apply it to your role in in a way that, Matters for you so you're excited about as a professional and matters to your company uh, in terms of the ROI and in terms of uh, something that, that can be objectively shown improves the bottom of the top line
1: okay so we're, we're coming to the end of the uh, the show here but how much time do people need to allocate to establish that foundation you know the, the core training that you offer uh, it sounds like it's probably not that much and then you go right into uh, mentoring where the real value comes from. Wait,
0: I think it's not, it's not just technical skills or work skills. I mean, we, it's amazing how much you can learn with the right 15 hours of focused learning, whether it's learning an instrument, whether it's learning a new language, or like in this case, learning a work skill, which you just haven't been exposed to before properly, right? You can get a lot done. You can get pretty dangerous in in 15 hours, need to be done in the right way. And every hour you will get stuck with something. If it's something non-trivial, you will need to ask questions and guidance. And usually that can be answered if someone knows what they're talking about very, very quickly. But you need that guidance. You need that uh, accountability to just get through those 15 hours. But the reality is professionals don't have 15 hours usually, you know, in a typical month, right? So unless it's designed specifically around their work schedules, uh, unless there's the right kind of engagement flywheels to ensure they just get through those 15 hours, we, we can take someone who...
1: How many hours of formal, like, classroom training do you think are needed before you move into mentoring
0: well i mean there is no kind of classroom type of uh, training so what we do is that can kind of we essentially guide an employee to work through interactive online exercises which we provide right but there's constant support where inevitably every couple of days there's a question when they're blocked by something or they don't understand something But the commitment we ask for is about two or three hours a week for four weeks. And so in those four weeks, you're basically going to go from zero to productive in whatever module you're doing, right? So everyone starts with a SQL. As an example, everyone starts with a SQL fundamentals module, right? So after investing two or three hours a week for four weeks, they can basically go from zero to productive in using SQL for their role. And then pretty much the rest, they can either just continue to talk to our mentors whenever they have an issue at work or they have a question. Or they can do a more advanced module later in the year or uh, a few months down the line with a similar time investment. The short answer is we break down those 15 hours, which are necessary to become very, like, quite proficient with a tool that you're unfamiliar with. And we break that down in a way that's engaging and seamless during the course of a
1: month. Uh, Kirill, thank you so much for joining us today. It was very uh, enlightening. Uh, I hope our audience learned a little bit more about how to implement data literacy, not just talk about it. So until the next time, uh, have a great day, everyone. Take care.
0: Thanks for listening. If you like the podcast, please subscribe. If you want more content from business intelligence to data management to data science, browse to the Eckerson Group website at eckerson.com.